0: Hello, hello. It's Brooke DeVard and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I cannot believe it has been five years of me saying that introduction. I recorded the very first episode of Naked Beauty in September, 2016. So it's actually been just over five years of me doing Naked Beauty. And I can remember plugging in my mic that I bought from Amazon. I actually still use that same microphone using GarageBand. A lot of my setup hasn't changed. A lot of my ethos hasn't changed. And saying, hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard and you are listening to the Naked Beauty podcast. And here we are at the end of 2017 2021, and I knew I just had to take a moment to acknowledge all of you for supporting me and holding me down for five years of doing this show. I wasn't always doing every week. It is built up to this point, but I am just so so. Proud of this amazing community and the work to get to this point. But it's really not about me. It's really about my guests and it's really about you guys who are the listeners. And you guys know I'm in marketing. That is my full time job. I've always worked in marketing and it's so interesting. Part of being a good marketer is understanding your customer, who's your target audience. And I feel really lucky that I get to hear from so many of you through things like social media, but I haven't ever interviewed my listeners. I haven't ever had a chance to talk to you guys on air. I've done, you know, live events. I've done two meetups in London, but I thought it would be a really cool idea for the five years of Naked Beauty to kind of turn the tables a little bit and hear from you guys, hear how you listen to the show, what you like about the show, what you want to hear more of on the show, hear what some of your favorite episodes were, and just learn a little bit about who you are and what keeps you inspired. And hopefully I can continue to serve you all. So I see this as market research as well as community building. I think you guys are going to love this episode. And one huge takeaway for me I think the thing that I'm just struck by as I talk to so many of you is that we would all be friends. You know, like people say that podcasts, feel like hanging out with friends. Not only do I curate my guests very carefully and I'm very intentional about the people that I bring on the show, but I promise you if we had a Naked Beauty global dinner party where every single listener could come and hang out and have dinner, like we would have the best time. You guys are so amazing. You love skincare. You love conversations. You love getting beyond the surface level into deep conversation, which is probably why you are are attracted to the show. And that's probably why I'm attracted back to you all as listeners. It's this very interesting relationship that makes me so excited to think about doing more IRL events when it's safe to do so and continuing to just like make those connections. I think there's just so much here. And Again, I'm just grateful and humbled by the opportunity to bring this to you all. I also have amazing, amazing ideas about what I need to bring more of to the show. You guys want to hear more of the behind the scenes. You want to hear about how brands are coming together. You want to hear about the future of the beauty industry. You want to hear about color theory. You want to hear more wellness conversations. You love the global beauty conversation. So I'm definitely going to do an episode all about beauty experiences, in Mexico, where I am now. And it's incredible here. And I'm so inspired for 2022. I think 2022 is going to be one of the best years of naked beauty yet. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I am so, so grateful. The first person I speak to, I believe, is Dion who I happened to meet at like, I think my first Naked Beauty London meetup. And I like to keep in touch with people. So uh, she's just someone that I kept in touch with. So we chat a little bit. I spoke to about... I guess, a dozen or so listeners. And then I got my booster shot and, you know, get your booster if you haven't gotten your booster shot. But I was like down for the count, wiped out. I couldn't schedule anymore. So a few people sent in voice notes that you guys will hear at the end of this episode. Thank you to everyone who sent in their voice notes. Thank you to every single person who took the time to talk with me about the show. Everyone who sent an email talking to me about the show and and what the show means to them. I do not take any of it for granted and I know that you have many things you can do with your time. So the fact that you spend it listening to Naked Beauty really does mean a lot. Okay, let's get into the conversation. I I would love to hear back from you all if you thought this was an interesting episode. I certainly had a really great time hearing from you all and find the feedback so, so helpful and constructive and just motivating and inspiring to hear from you all and all of the amazing things you're doing. So thank you. Let's get into the conversation. My first chat is with Dion, and we will take it from there. We go from people calling in from Cote d'Ivoire, from Lagos, from Connecticut, from all over the U.S., all over the world. We hear from a male listener. And he identifies a big gap that I have in the show. It shouldn't be a surprise to many of you listening what that gap is. So, lots to come. Stay tuned and enjoy. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury,
1: I'm based currently in the UK, which is odd. I live between the UK and Norway, mostly. And in 2020, I was supposed to be back in the Caribbean because I'm also an island girl. So here we are on this small island and I mostly spend my time creating experiences, I suppose, for people these different modalities like... VR. I make art installations. I'm also a yoga and meditation teacher, a DJ, a writer, various things.
0: I'm amazed by the Naked Beauty community. You came to one of the London meetups, and it was so nice to meet in person. And didn't you just feel such a like positive, warm vibe from all of the other listeners?
1: Such a vibe. It was. I honestly, I go back there, especially during this lockdown period. I just transport myself to that warm cocoon of sweetness and. So many inspiring people. I'm I'm not amazed because you are so inspiring and the, the guests that you have on and the kind of people that you attract, the listeners, just all have such brilliant stories and so much wisdom that they generously share. It's just an ever and obviously the Instagram page as well, just it's just constant feed of succulent, nutritious value, which I really appreciate and celebrate.
0: Thank you for saying that. Well, you are so gorgeous. You look so young. I remember. I feel like your age came up at one point, and I was like genuinely like so confused. Like just because you're here and we're talking, you have to give some of your like beauty tips that you've gathered over the years.
1: Honestly, Brooke, I I have to say this, and this isn't just because of this celebration here, but I really credit your podcast with helping to guide me because I'm 41. I think I'm turning 42 in February and I came to this stuff late. I was a, do you remember Palmer's cocoa butter that came in the tub? Yes, of course. Right. That was like on my face and body. I'm sorry if this is offending anyone right now, <laughs> like till my mid thirties still. So I think I was probably 37 when I even started skincare. That's genetics.
0: You have great genetics.
1: Maybe. I mean, it's been a journey and (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm still learning. I still feel very new, but the things that I have been learning in recent times, I guess hair is different, right? Hair stuff. I've been making products for years. Like I went natural in the nineties, which I suppose it wasn't that I want to say common, at least where I grew up. Um, So I got a lot of, yeah, had a lot of interesting journeys with that, as many of us can relate to, right?
0: Well, you also, you didn't have YouTube. I mean, I was like on YouTube every single day in my college dorm when I was going natural and trying to figure out my big chop and what to put on it and how to style it. And I mean, to imagine doing that without the help of internet
1: expertise, it must have been like a, a challenge. There were some dark times, Rick. I'm not going to lie. I'm grateful that we didn't have Instagram or Facebook.
0: Anything that you think is interesting from a beauty conversation perspective that you'd love to hear more of or hear on the show? I just really value your opinion. And I'm thinking about next year and the kind kind of conversations that I want to have and would love to hear from you about conversations that you would find interesting.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm constantly circling in the, I try to avoid saying wellness, like just the being well portals of things. And so that feels kind of like a comfort zone for me, but things like, you know what was really difficult for me coming into this like skincare and makeup um, situation late in life? I'm not old, but you know what I mean? Like finding shades, like looking at things like undertones, that Mm. really, through me and when I started to understand more about that, or at least it, it opened up a can of worms. But exploring that, there's no right or wrong way, really. But I'm really interested in like color theory and things like that. So yes. that's been something that I found interesting, particularly for black people and um, yes. yeah, or for people who who aren't white. So yes. that's been a helpful journey. And and obviously, I can never get enough of skincare. I love it, but sometimes it can feel super overwhelming. Con- considering I'm, I was a one-product, palmers cocoa butter <laughs> solid kind of person, you know. So that, and I mean, Brooke, I just I think that you're you're so intuitive in terms of the conversations that you raise, anyway. And I think you always bring a new. I- I'm sorry, I have to guess you up, right? Give you flowers because you really are so deserving. But I really love the kind of the conversations that you're having and bringing in the youth. Bringing in some elders for some of those conversations, I, so I don't know if that's helpful. In that's very helpful. But when you look at um, Turkish beauty, for example, mm. after when you've delved into those kinds of conversations as well. And just yeah, the succulence, the opulence—it's—it's <laughs> it's so fascinating. I'm thinking about the Caribbean as well. I, I grew up partially in the Caribbean, and I. Obviously, the difference between that and Norway and people's approaches to to beauty are quite quite different. And, yeah, there's just so much value, so much value and also space for us to enjoy what we enjoy. Let people have nice things if we want the kind of decadent things (laughs) and the added extras. Why not? But also keeping it simple. I'm a big fan of that. 100%.
0: And my final question for you, Dion. when do you feel most beautiful these days?
1: Right now, I'm super ashy. It's winter skin moment, darling. I'm, I'm green. The green undertones are coming through. It's giving me dry moments on my face, some oily T-zone. And this is a really horrible visual, isn't it? I'm really sorry. But yeah, just tired winter skin. So for me, it's the bath with all the salts plunge in. Have a good soak, have a listen. I usually listen to your podcast actually when I'm bathing. It really Ooh. adds to the is that TMI? I don't no,
0: know. No, that's such a vibe. I love that. And I'm happy that the show has connected us, and I'm happy to know you.
1: I'm so grateful for you, Brooke. I'm celebrating you and all that you do for us. Thank you. Thank you to all the guests as well and the listeners of the yes. podcast. Yes, it's a whole community. Thank you so much, DM. <laughs>
2: my name is Abwoma. I'm listening, or I listen from Lagos, Nigeria. And I started listening sometime during the pandemic, like early, as I would
0: say, like maybe April or May. Okay. So, I, I love my pandemic listeners, people that like <laughs> discover, discovered it in lockdown. And then did you binge everything else? I did. I've pretty much listened to, I think, like everything at this
2: point. I think there's like a few episodes that I've missed, but honestly, I like was, I
0: just went back and kept listening to everything until I caught up. Oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny. I'm always so sensitive to the fact that people will discover it and listen to everything. So then on rare <laughs> occasion, like every Monday, I usually have a new episode, but on rare occasion, I'll bring back something from the archives, something from like mm-hmm. 2017, 2018. When you see it's like a, an older episode, are you disappointed?
2: No, I'm not. I listen okay. to it sometimes again. <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay. That's helpful to hear. And what is listening to the show like done for you? How is it, you know, you said you listen every week. So I'd like to think that it's, you know, providing some value in your life.
2: It is. Aside from it being just like fun and super interesting, because it's the kind of topics that I just generally am interested in. I think I've definitely learned a lot about, about skincare, about makeup, about the beauty industry. I think especially that I didn't know like very much about getting to hear some of the people who work as editors or as, you know, behind the scenes, people who actually market the stuff and all of that, that has been really interesting, Mm. um, I think to, to learn and to hear, but yeah, I've definitely learned a lot about skincare and I just love (laughs) conversations about beauty and it's just a good time.
0: You have gorgeous, gorgeous skin i've been dying to go to Lagos. It seems like an incredible place when people are talking about beauty culture in you know New York or l a does it feel relatable? Does it feel similar to some of the stuff that you're seeing in lagos? in some ways it's yes and no. I think
2: the collective black experience in terms of beauty has been sort of a an awakening in the past i don't know year few years mm-hmm. because for so long I mean black beauty just like i mean you didn't have your shades and like we were told that our our ways of, of beautifying ourselves or skincare, or whatever, weren't as good as like you know French products or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think sort of the diaspora globally has been recently in the past you know
0: i don't even know how many years that a rooster being-
2: in the background oh my God, yes my mom has a chicken no
0: i love it i love it it's actually adding so much to this audio and i appreciate <laughs> oh it but I'm i so have to so acknowledge sad. it no i love it i love it's it and so i'm sorry oh you, you were making a great point it
2: out, so i thought it would drive me insane so i, I forget it. that it's there
0: I love it. But yes, that that collective Black experience is is a very real thing. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah,
2: no, it's okay. So in that respect, I think like there's definitely similarities and I think people are like, you know, now into shea butter and oils from, you know, the continent and all that kind of stuff is coming back. So in that, in that regards, yes. And I think the Nigerian, especially skincare industry is definitely booming the past, honestly, I would say like five-ish years, honestly. But I also think that's a global experience too. People are now like understanding skincare and what goes in. People know what salicylic acid is. And, you know, there's even locally people are starting to create skincare lines that aren't just like bleaching products, which was pretty much what it was before. So I think that is like definitely changing. So, yeah, there's definitely some similarities, some differences here and there. (laughs) So
0: interesting.
2: Because I think you do a good job of bringing people from all walks of life. And I think what I, I really enjoyed the Turkish episode where oh. you like brought people from like I mean obviously from Turkey and it was just like really interesting to hear their perspective rather than, you know, American, I guess, or like, you know, Ghanaian American or whoever. So maybe if you could I don't know if
0: it's more global. To do, but more like, global beauty. Know. Got it. Yeah,
2: exactly. So just more global beauty. I think that was just like really interesting to me.
0: So that's great feedback. And is there any like episode that stands out to you as a favorite?
2: I like the one with Dr. Ranella. I started following her yes. um, right there and I've even like sent her DMs and she's responded. Oh my so gosh, I love I did, that. I, I did learn a lot and I liked that episode. There's another one you did with this, I forget her name, but she talked a lot about like women's bodies and cycles.
0: Oh, Eric and Chidi.
2: Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, Yeah, she's really smart. I I liked that episode a lot as
0: well. Yes, she's awesome. Well, my question for you, you know, it's coming. When do you feel most beautiful? When do I feel most beautiful? Honestly, I feel the
2: most beautiful when my hair is done, which it's not right now. So
0: (laughs) Your hair looks great.
2: When my hair is done, usually in braids, I love braids. When my skin is cooperating, I'm like a skincare addict. So I just like to have, like, I don't wear a ton of makeup very often. So I feel the most beautiful when I feel like I'm as close to natural, I guess if that makes sense as possible, as I'm close to myself. And my skin looks good. I'm happy. I'm like, well, when I've like been going to the gym and just like all of me is like just at its best. Those are the days that I think I feel the most
3: beautiful.
0: Yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience. It was so great to chat with you. And thank you for listening. Hi, Maria. Thank you so much for being on this listener episode of Naked Beauty.
3: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: Well, I loved your email. You are... I'll I'll read directly from your email. You said, I'm a 23-year-old Latina currently living in Connecticut. You were born in Uruguay, but moved to the US at the age of six. I do not work in anything related to beauty. And I'm constantly looking for ways to fill my day with all things makeup and skincare. And you found my show browsing on Apple Podcasts and you haven't turned it off since and you've been listening since 2018. So that is so awesome. Thank you so much.
3: Yes, it has been a really great part of all my weeks. Honestly, I love Mondays. I was actually just listening to your new episode on my lunch. So uh, it's really part of my routine.
0: Okay, I love that and I love the Monday listeners because I just feel like in general like Monday's not it's not a bad day, but if you can have like something in your exactly. queue Monday morning, that just sets the tone.
3: Exactly, setting the vibe for the week. The episode today, I'm I'm not all the way done, but what I've heard so far, I love it. It was great timing for what I needed to hear. So
0: yes, with Rosie Acosta about just like managing anxiety. And also, I just think that, that, you know, she's Latina as well. But that whole thing about, you know, when wellness seems like such a predominantly white space, you don't often feel invited or like, that's something that you can partake in, you know, for yourself. So I love that she brought that perspective.
3: Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to have those conversations with, people at work or friends. Sometimes it's not the right environment. So hearing other people talk about it, it's really good because it's on my mind. So listening to you and someone else talk about it is really great.
0: Yes. If I could think of the ideal way for someone to listen to the podcast, it would be what you said in terms of you feel like you're hanging out with friends.
3: Exactly. The reason why I feel like I was so drawn to the podcast is... Beauty and skincare. I was never like a YouTube watcher. I was never a tutorial person. The way that I learned about beauty was through conversations that I had with other people. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, what is that product? What did you do to your hair? And that's how I learned when I was in college, when I was in high school. So podcasts, it's like the virtual version of that for me, hearing what other people recommend, what works for them. So that's what I get out of it.
0: I love that. And I think just word of mouth recommendations are so much more powerful than like a tutorial on YouTube. (laughs)
3: I just, I'm not the YouTube person. I've never been one to be able to sit down in one place and watch a video, but the podcast, I can go for a walk, I can clean, I can drive. So it's really flexible. And I like that a lot. I think that as a Latina woman, I love hearing other women's stories. Like you were talking about Rosie today. I loved hearing, you know, kind of about her upbringing. It's, not something that I get to do every day to engage with a lot of different types of women. I talk to a lot of students, people that are a lot younger than me. Sometimes I get so focused on my work, I don't have time to reach out to my friends and have those deep conversations. So, as you were saying, this allows me to just sit in on a meaningful conversation, kind of take a backseat, but still feel included.
0: And is there like any specific episode that you feel like is a favorite?
3: One that really stood out for me was Olamide from Topical. She's very young, like myself. She's 24, I'm 23. So hearing that she was all up in there, you know, just doing her thing, getting things done. I loved it. It was super inspirational. Usually every time I listen to a podcast, I feel like I walk away with something from it. And hers, it was really like, we're young, but we're in this industry. We can do things, we can be innovative. And she really had that impact that we can make change. So I love that. And she was also very real, you know, we're in that weird age where we're the Gen Z millennial kind of like cusp overlap. Yeah. So I love hearing from people my age.
0: Yeah. That's one of my favorite episodes as well. And I find her to be so inspiring.
3: I love when you talk about mental health. I think it's hard sometimes for people to open up about those things, even to their close friends, to their significant others. It's hard to navigate those conversations So when you hear someone else talking about it, it makes you feel like, okay, I'm not the only one that feels this way. And beauty is a lot more than just what makeup you put on or what skincare routine you have. It's a lot about how you feel as well. So mental health definitely plays into that. So I definitely think that the mental health aspect that you're including has benefited me a lot. And I'm sure a lot of other people as well.
0: Yay. Okay. I love that feedback, Maria. And, you know, I have to ask you the question I ask everyone, which is... Oh, I feel
3: so special. <laughs> <laughs> when... <here> every week.
0: <laughs> I know. It, and it's so interesting because I think the answers are always so different. And I just, I think it's such an interesting question to ask people. So when do you feel most beautiful?
3: So I will say an answer I've heard before, but it's very true. It's like straight out of the shower when you do your skincare, or when you're in that lounge where you know like your nice pajamas you're just feeling yourself you put on a podcast put on your favorite show just really being in your element that's really when i feel the most beautiful
0: i love that well i hope you get lots of rest and time off this week and, and time thank to you. feel to feel beautiful and just relaxed and yeah thank you so much maria
3: of course thank you so much for meeting me this is really awesome great experience uh thank you so much for everything that you've created the podcast is really awesome like I said I look forward to it every
0: week oh thank you so so much that really means so much to me I am with Aisata thank you so much where are you joining from and how long have you been listening to Naked Beauty
4: so I'm joining from Abidjan Cote d'Ivoire and I've been listening to the podcast I think for maybe two years two or three years I can't remember exactly
0: as you hear Uh, me speak to people do you feel like it's culturally similar or very different from your experiences with beauty?
4: Depends. For example, when you have like some Nigerian guests or Ghanaian guests, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I, can, <laughs> I can definitely relate so much more of, um, on the things they say, but it, it, it's, it's different. I think it's different. The, the relationship with beauty that we have here is different. And, and it's important also to point out that Africa is a continent. So yes. it's more than yes. 50 countries. Each yes. part and each country is different. For example, for me, I'm half Senegalese and half Guinean. Yes. So Guinea and Senegal are not the same. Right. It's quite different. And I live in Abidjan, Cote d'Ivoire, and culturally, Abidjan is also very different. So yes. in each part, you have different approach and, and, and a different relationship to beauty, yes.
0: Yes, you're making me remember one of my very first episodes with Sarah Dioff, who is the oh, um, Tongoro
4: Studio, yes. yeah,
0: designer behind Tongoro Studio. She was just starting Tongoro and we spent uh-huh. a lot of time talking about the fact that, yes, Africa is, is it 54 countries or 52 countries?
4: Exactly. True. I think 54, around 54. Yes. yes.
0: So, there's so much diversity there, and I definitely need mm. to spend more time in mm. different parts of Africa because there's so much rich beauty culture there.
4: Yes, there's so much.
0: I would love to hear kind of like some episodes that you really liked or episodes that stood out to you.
4: Oh, I love the episode with uh, Jara. Yes. Uh, Jara and of Amikuli. I even have the, the lip oh, oil. The lip
0: oil, my I obsession. Love it so much.
4: Yes, I I really enjoyed the the episode because I feel like what she did, it's so bold and it's, it's, it's not very common. It's not very common. So like, I feel like what she's doing really, really matters, not only for black girls or for black American girls, but also for for African girls. And just to show that, you know, no matter where you are from, you can actually
0: build something. Yes, And
4: that's, that's amazing. Uh, I love the episode with your friend I can't remember her name Amelia I think I I talked about it in the in the email. Email. It was yes. so 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 touching it was very very emotional loved the the episode with your mom Thank I, I you. think that was very uh, interesting I uh, love the episode with uh, Buzuma
0: oh, she's amazing isn't she She's
4: amazing also she's amazing she's so bold and so her energy is incredible so those are the the main episodes that actually stood out to me
0: that's great. Thank you so much for answering that. And I love that. Not only do you listen to the podcast, you follow my, me on my personal Instagram account. So you're mm-hmm. like, all you're, you're up to date with all the things happening in my life. Yeah, I, will, I, will, I will have to follow you back so I can. Uh, um, well, I want to ask you the question I ask all my guests, which is when do you feel most beautiful?
4: I, I thought about this question because I was like, I listened to the podcast. This is probably going to come. When do I feel the most beautiful? I think I feel the most beautiful when I'm happy. Yes, when I'm happy, uh, when my mind is relaxed, when I'm not stressed. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's when I feel the most beautiful. It's when
0: I'm happy. Carla, Instead, welcome. I I, they got it. Welcome to Naked Beauty. I am so excited that you were willing to be on and, and share your experience just finding the show and being a listener.
5: Yes, I am. Thrilled to be here with you. Oh my gosh. I know that I fully discovered you when there was some post about like it was like 15-step uh facial something at night that you did.
0: (laughs) It was like my New York magazine uh skincare, nighttime skincare routine. And every time you know I do those stories, I don't have like a PR or a publicist or anything, but anytime I do those stories, I say, please link to my podcast because if people are interested in skincare. And they're reading this content, then they should know that I have a podcast. And so, well, there you awesome. go.
5: There it was. I'm so happy. There it was. To hear I that. had dropped off of. I had dropped off of podcasts for a while, like some people, and then we we all of a sudden discovered them again. Um, so definitely, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, here's a, here's my skincare Insta friend in my hand. So there you go. I love it. Well, tell me about yourself. Well, I'm Carla Hill. I go by Breastless Beauty, so spelled B-R-S-T-L-S-S, Beauty. Um, I use that uh, as a sense of empowerment. I am a three-time cancer survivor now. The name Breastless is because um, I've chosen to live without reconstruction. I had double mastectomy. My second mastectomy was, my first cancer was 2005, then 2007. And then most recently, I was diagnosed with bladder cancer last year. Uh Um, I am cancer-free, thank goodness. And then, Brooke, on top of that, like 20 years ago, I had a kidney transplant. So I've had like all the major surgeries. I kind of call to the, the heavens and be like, okay, that's it, right? No more. And I use fashion and beauty. I have used fashion and beauty to just empower myself and remind myself of who I am. So the, the breastless, no vowels in the breastless. I have no breasts, but dum bum <laughs> um, And then all the beauty. And um, I hope that my story empowers people that are not just going through cancer, but other, other ailments that maybe they have to live with chronically or they're just getting through right now. My earliest memories, as I mentioned in my email is, my grandmother in Trinidad and Tobago. And I would be this kind of fashion mule taking fashion magazines from America to her and her sister, my great aunt, Tanti Lynn. And they would make these beautiful gowns. And that's where I got my first glimpse of of models like Iman, like back in the seventies. And so um, I kind of went innately when I became ill and found this... Thing that made me happy, which was fashion and beauty, and now as I get older, um, skincare is like a big deal for me.
0: I'm so surprised to hear you say you had the surgery 20 years ago because you look so absolutely young, so so young. I mean, I I will I will tag you in the show notes so everyone can like look at your content. But like you, I'm sure you hear this. Do you hear this every day that you look very young?
5: Oh well, I mean, the other day I went to a brunch with uh, some younger some younger gals. And so they were talking about, Oh my, my playlist is like Aaliyah now, like the old school stuff. And I'm like, girl, mine is like chic (laughs) from the the good disco days, um, to be totally transparent. I'm 49. I'll be 50 in March of, uh, 22. And I don't know. I think that we grew up in a time, like I've been very, I hear you talk all about sunscreen and I don't know. We grew up in a time when these things were being talked about, you know, but I do remember the days of laying out at the beach with friends and they'd put pure baby, baby oil and iodine to get a good tan. Like we would never do that. I love the sun so much, but we know, we know now we know better. So I've, I've lived with sunscreen and, and of late a good a great dermatologist. So I'm, I'm doing what I can to keep it up, even though I am this breastless, uh, beauty. I have been fortunate to book, um, modeling gigs and commercials without just being my, my true self, my authentic self. And, um, I am very grateful for the opportunity. And, um, you know, a lot of women have said that they are
0: very, very inspired. I love it. And I'm not surprised to hear that you've got lots of modeling opportunities. And I'm just so curious, how is it for you to listen to, you know, a lot of my guests are in their late twenties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. When you're listening to me talk with my guests, do you, and, and it's funny cause I feel like I have an old soul. My husband's um, older, he's 11 years older than me. And I've always really mm-hmm. related well to, People older than me, I think even more so than people my own age. So I think maybe mm-hmm. I'm an old soul, and then the women I interview are also, you know, like mature for their age. But how is it for you to hear us kind of talking about figuring out all of these things?
5: Well, you know, what I love about your podcast, you know, before I came on, I was trying to think of some of my favorites. And what you've done for me is help to introduce me to these young, great fashion editors and beauty editors that are really doing some great work. And a lot of them are Black women or women of color. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking about your um, interview with Tamu McPherson and many others. So you all are really introducing me to what's happening now. I'm using different products. I'm trying different things other than just sticking with sunscreen. I'm taking a chance, for instance, on like retinol. I went to my, my dermatologist and I'm like, The kids are talking about retinol. So (laughs) tell me a little bit about that. I am really excited because you all, and I just want to shout to the rooftops to all of the younger kids, like, oh my gosh, you have so many resources now. Whereas I had, I had to piece things together, literally, you know, um, we, we had fashion fair. We had maybe at once upon a time, black opal was out there in the drugstore And then really, you know, Iman helped to kind of blow up the scene when she started thinking about different colored foundations and things like that. People forget that, but we, my generation, we had to mix things and figure it out. And you all just sort of have it on a silver platter, you know? So you all are introducing me to things every day and I, I am grateful. I listen to your podcast. And I'm so excited, number one, because of all the things you're introducing and number two, because you're these women of color, black women really making moves in the industry. And it just makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. It makes me so happy to see that that's happening.
0: Oh, that's so amazing to hear. I'm like so touched by everything that you're saying. And I find your story to be very inspirational as well. So I will definitely um, be, you know, following you. And I hope that everyone listening also takes the time to, you know, check out all of the content that you're sharing as well. Because I think you have a very inspiring story. Well, you listen to the podcast, you've been listening since 2018. So you know what I'm going to ask you? And it's when do you feel most beautiful?
5: Oh, you know... To be honest, when I feel most beautiful is when I'm, you know, the pandemic has really taught me that time is the currency. And when I feel most beautiful is when I am in Trinidad and Tobago and it's carnival time and I am decked out like a queen and I'm just sort of sashaying in the streets, waving, dancing, jumping with my friends and enjoying this beautiful culture and music. And it's like everything I love all around me, the food, the music, the costumes, the people. I feel most beautiful when I am celebrating my culture in Trinidad and Tobago in full getup. Anybody that goes to my um, page knows that um, I am a carnival queen. If you say carnival, I'm like, where, when, how can I get there? So i wow. um, missing it. I'm missing it so much during these pandemic days.
0: I really do hope to go one year and do like do it up and do the full thing. So I'm excited to see all of your carnival pictures. For well, sure. thank you so much, Carla, for sharing. Um, and I just feel inspired to keep going and, and, and try to find more guests that are, you know, worthy of, of your attention and, and, you know, just keep you. delivering the show every week. I appreciate you.
6: I'm Hazel. I live in Scotland. And I'm 17.
0: Cool. Okay. 17 in Scotland. Very kind of different life experience than I have, but you managed to find the show. How did you find Naked Beauty? I'm always so curious how people find the show. And how long have you been listening?
6: Properly since 2020. I found it like in 2019. I can't even remember how, like, it just came up on like recommended Spotify podcasts. Because yeah, like. I like beauty a lot, so I guess it came up. The beauty culture is definitely different.
0: How is it different in Scotland? It's not as cool. Like,
6: <laughs> it's not cool at all. Okay, <laughs> right, so Scotland's like a majority white country. Um, so, like, I really don't fit in um, within the culture. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of like fake tan. I'm like, mm. I don't mean to tan because it already brain
0: so like, yeah. When you emailed me and you talked about being mixed race, living in such a like majority white population, it just kind of reminded me how podcasts are this really interesting portal into other people's lives. Even if you can't find these people in your like immediate vicinity, you can put on a podcast and kind of like hang out with other people that have an experience more similar to yours is there like a favorite episode that you have that stands out to you well
6: actually but my favorite episode is the one is like simplifying your skincare routine Mm. um
0: with Dr. Rinella yeah
6: yeah yeah just because I think like influencers make skincare look a lot like really complicated like they have all their different products and stuff and like I can't afford all that and stuff so. Uh, yeah, it was definitely interesting in that sense. And then, like, probably just overall, like my favorite thing about it is because you like interview so many like black women who seem really confident in themselves. Like that really like helps. um
0: And when do you feel most beautiful?
6: Honestly, like I don't know if I'm quite at the point of like feeling beautiful because you're so beautiful. Felt,
0: by the way, yeah,
6: thank thank you. It's like so, are you like actually. You look exactly the same as, like, how you live on Instagram, like, so, um, <laughs> really, really perfect. Thank you. Um, but yeah, from, like, my peers, like, I guess I've been made to not feel beautiful. Mm. So I'm not quite at the point of feeling beautiful, but I definitely feel, like, the best when I get outfit on. I definitely use fashion as, like, a way to express myself and, yeah, feel good.
0: Good, good. Okay, I'm I'm happy to hear that. And I'm just excited that you are part of the Naked Beauty community. And thank you so much for giving your time to chat a little bit more about the podcast. And yeah, just like stay in touch. I'm happy that we were able to meet.
7: Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm Alexandra. I, how long have I been listening? I've been listening to Naked Beauty. I feel like from the beginning, like the early episodes, like I loved your episode with your grandma and your mom.
0: Thank you. Just
7: I love hearing people's stories. And then I'm from London, originally from Nigeria, but I'm born and raised in London.
0: Nice. I interviewed someone yesterday who listens from Lagos and she was saying, you know, the Black experience is universal. So even though she doesn't, you know, doesn't spend time in the US or UK, she feels like the conversations feel relevant.
7: Yeah, definitely. I think we all have the same experience, right? But well, a similar one, like, we've all had relaxer on our hair for too long. <laughs> we've all, like, understand what it is to not have the right moisturiser after like, after you have a shower. We all use shea butter. So right. I think the black diasporan experience is quite universal. I mean, their nuances and their differences. But, um, like, I don't know what it's like to go to an HBCU, but I do know what it's like to think oh, is my hairstyle okay for this interview? Or like, maybe I should just slick it back. And maybe after I get the job two months later, I can
0: wear my hair out. Yes, we've all been through that thought process. And we've met, I did one of my, I've done like two naked beauty community meetups in London. Did you come Mm -hmm. to both of them? You came to both of them, right?
7: Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it was kind of the same group of people. So most of us came to the first one and then a few of us came to the second one.
0: So much fun to like meet listeners in person. And I think the thing that really surprised me I mean, we just like one, the first one we like got like tea at Charlotte Street Hotel. Then we went to some like tiki Mm -hmm. bar and got cocktails. But what I think really amazes me is how easily we were all just able to talk and have things in common just by virtue of all connecting to this podcast, right? It's like, I don't know, it's interesting to have connective tissue with people IRL just because we all listen to the same podcast. Definitely. Well, it's kind of what you've created, isn't it? Like
7: you you stress that it's a community and it very much is. And so much so that I think some of us who've come, came to the London meetup, like DM and we, you know, like swap. Yeah, that. just messages on Instagram and things like that. So it is very much a community and we're all kind of beauty junkies. But the podcast is very much not like, this is the mascara you need, but I have to say a lot of my beauty cupboard has changed over the time because I'm like, what's that new brand? What's this?
0: So yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Well, Alexandra, you have amazing taste in beauty products. I feel like you're putting me on stuff. What are, you, what are you using these days? What are you loving?
7: Like I said, I have eczema. So I, I think I got into beauty that way. So I'm loving like things that I know you're probably going to roll your eyes, but I don't use things with a lot of fragrance because to me, that's, it gives me a headache and I can't even stand fragrance. So it's not even that. I just like, you don't I'm like really jealous of everybody who like loves that sensory experience. But for me, it just gives me a really bad migraine. Like don't even give me flowers. Um, but what am I <laughs> loving? I'm loving this brand called 12 Beauty. Um, and that's by a pharmacist out of, I think he's out of Spain, but he, he used to live in London. And then Tower 28, definitely yes. put on by you. The lip gloss and the bronzer that, like, I think her name is Jessica Smalls, you know, she like expanded their range.
0: Yes, yes. Beautiful black makeup artist who really helped with the shade range and formulation for those bronzers. Gorgeous. Yeah, they're so nice. Have you tried the Human Race Humidifying Cream from Pharrell? Oh, uh, really? The Human, that's your. My dermatologist, your dermatologist helped formulate. Anyway. Right? Yes, yes. But it's like, it's I a loved her Good. She's amazing. It's a very plain cream, like no fragrance, anything, but it's like very thick and it really keeps your skin moisturized for so long. So that may be something you like. Do they sell human race in, in the UK? I'm not
7: sure. Because once I saw that, it had like a lot of, I think it was like a wait list or something. I was just like, I'll just wait till the hype dies down and see what people, if they like
0: it. But yeah, I might check it out. And you're in London towards the end of the year. <laughs> It's getting dark earlier as you mentioned yeah when when yeah. are you feeling beautiful these days I just got a haircut two weeks ago by Sabrina Kid,
7: and I think it was like the week after I wore my hair out and I was like oh hi you know because I've been really COVID-y like like thing. so I, I wore my hair out and just put on a bit of lip gloss I think we went for lunch for my mom's
0: birthday and I was
7: like hi this is you like yeah I felt like I had a bit of a pep in
0: my step yeah, it's amazing how just like a simple thing, like getting hair haircut, can make you feel. Yeah, definitely. And I hope to be back in London soon. I hope I can do a live show in London. And oh, yay, that'll be fun. Yes. Yeah, so, so when I come back, I will definitely be in touch anyway.
7: Yeah, and the year as well. And thanks for everything you do with Nick GT. You're so and sweet. Wish you all the best.
0: I'm joined by Sydney. I would love to hear about you and how long you've been listening to the show and why you wanted to reach out.
8: I am from Maine. I work at a publishing company. I've been listening, I believe, since 2019. And I came to the show in like a kind of roundabout way. I was looking for interviews of Sophia Rowe because I love her energy. And then I, I just, you know, I stayed for you and for your, just your voice and the energy that you brought and the kindness you treated everyone with your guests. It's like such a warm community feeling.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's so interesting how in, in talking to people that listen to the show, I feel this like warmth back, right? As a podcaster, it's such an interesting relationship you have with your listeners. So publishing That's an interesting space. I've always been like, could I like translate naked beauty into some sort of book? Is it hard? Oh, please!
8: Is it hard to do that? that. It's more complicated than I thought it was going to be. Going into it, there's a lot of things about licensing. A lot of like, I work more in the creative side. Okay. So I'm in product development. We do creative direction, um, a lot of editorial work, but yeah, like I think that would be such a great idea for you. Awesome! And so,
0: what's your thing? Are you into skincare, hair care? Like, what's what's the topic that when it's discussed on Naked Beauty, you're like, I'm here for this, or do you like just more of the personal stories?
8: I so I'm here for both i'm here like i originally i was all about the skincare and i'm also like i was so thrilled about like your honest reviews of skincare like you're not you're not pushing any one products and you're always very very honest about how you feel and whether or not the price tag matches the product so that's always really fascinating to me because like i'm 25 so i'm always like do i need yeah. like botox at this young no. age or no. do i need like <laughs> But, you know, it's like those kind of conversations where like, you know, you have experts on who are like, this is the landscape of beauty and this is the landscape of skincare. And, you know, this is what we recommend and this is what we think is BS. And then as far as the personal stories, I really found, um, especially being a recent college graduate a couple of years ago, how inspiring it was to hear from, you know, entrepreneurs who maybe started in one industry And then just did a pivot and who were very fearless about going for what they want, Yeah, which, you know, gives me inspiration, especially for a job like beauty or fashion, which seems so like from for a girl from Maine, that just sounds like so out there. Um, But it just it it it's hopeful uh, that you can do anything. And that's like such a empowering thing to hear every week.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I love hearing people's career journeys and how they got to where they got. And you know, some it's interesting. Um, I hope I'm not like misidentifying, but are are you, you identify as a white woman? Yes. Yes, sir. okay, because you never know. Some people are, you know, mixed race and you can't tell. But um, one of the things that Elijah, who's my editorial lead, she's been interning with me and now like helps me on the show. Like, I think like 2020, she was like, I think you need to start asking like white women that come on the show, what they're doing to be allies. Like, what are they doing Mm -hmm. to be part of the conversation? Um, And I've started doing that. Um, And I'm just wondering for you as a listener, how you feel about when I ask ask people that.
8: I love it. I mean, I think some of, you know, some of my beauty icons are, you know, Black women like Solange and some of my favorite companies are, you know, led by Black women. And Mm. I, you know, just... You know, beauty is a beauty unless it's inclusive.
2: Yes. Totally.
8: Um, And, you know, we're a more beautiful world when we're, you know, supporting each other and we're creating space for everybody. And I think your podcast not only has introduced me like Hana Hana Beauty, I've never been more moisturized in my life. (laughs) I love it. Um, So, you know, it's just introducing us to skincare brands and, you know, you know, all these businesses, but also keeping us accountable and, you know, Putting our money where our mouth is.
0: Yes, I totally agree. Well, the next question I'm going to ask you, you should know what's coming because you listen to the show. But I would love to know when do you feel most beautiful?
8: Um, so two, I thought about this. Um, I feel the most beautiful when it's like a sunset in Maine and I'm swimming in the ocean. And, you know, you just feel fresh and renewed and The second is when like you're wearing hoops and some lip gloss, like you can, you can conquer the world when you're wearing hoops and lip gloss.
0: Oh my gosh. I love how opposite those two answers are, but I feel both in my soul and I get it. Thank you. Okay. Tell us where, where you listen from, how you found the show and a little bit about yourself. Yeah so
9: I listen from London UK um I've been listening now for probably 4 years I actually came across you I believe through Essence magazine. Oh um, wow. Yeah so I think it, I think it might have been it was definitely a recommendation through an article or something like that. I've been an avid listener since I don't think I've missed an episode and in fact I think I've gone back and I've just listened to the episodes before that as well before I started listening so
0: Oh my God, you are amazing. And so you're you're an OG podcast listener. So you remember what the podcast space was like in 2015. I'm trying to think... I was listening to The Read. Do you listen to The Read?
9: I haven't listened to it for a couple of months now though, for some reason. But yeah, I, I listened to it back then as well.
0: So easily one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah, that was a big one. And then actually, I mean... Joe Rogan has taken a very alt-right <laughs> turn. Yeah. I, would, I would listen to Joe Rogan and Mark Maron and I would listen to just these guys in their garages, just talking for two hours with people. And it was all very like informal and just like long-form conversation. And I was like, okay, I kind of just like hearing people talk. Um, it doesn't have to be this like perfect going back again to 2015. Do you remember the podcast Serial?
9: Oh my god, that was the very first podcast I actually was hooked on. Yeah, like about um, what was his name again? Adnan, Adnan Saeed. Yeah, that was him. I that was the very first podcast I can remember being really hooked on, and like literally desperate to just listen to more and more and
5: more.
0: Yes. every week that it was. And then from there, I was like, I need to know more. I need more. podcasts. Yes. 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 <laughs> and that was like the super highly produced where I was like, this is amazing, but like, I can't do a podcast at this level with a full-time job. So that's in 2016. I was like, let me just start a podcast talking to women about beauty. Cause that's what I love. Yeah. So I, I assume if you've been listening for this long, you love beauty. What's your connection to beauty? Do you work in beauty or do you just love it as a hobby?
9: I work in beauty and I've loved it since I was a kid. Um, my mum, I come from a Somali background and we're very kind of on skincare and natural skincare, homemade remedies and things like that. So I grew up with my mum really into that kind of stuff and she taught me loads of things, and my grandma did as well. So I was really into beauty and from as young as maybe like eight or nine, I always said I wanted to work in beauty. I just didn't know what. And now I work in marketing in the beauty industry. So
0: so yeah, wow. pretty much my whole life, I think. That's amazing. Do you mind if I ask where?
9: Yeah, no worries. Um so now I'm just doing freelance marketing for various kind of brands, but before I'd worked with brands like Aveda, Moulton Brown, Kevin Khan, oh, wow. Eve Lom.
0: So so yeah, I've worked for okay.
9: pretty cool Great. brands.
0: Great brands. Well, well. When and if I launch my line, I, I can hit you up for freelance marketing absolutely. support.
9: Absolutely, you can. <laughs> you absolutely can. <laughs> I'd love to that help.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. So, what kinds of conversations do you want to hear more of on the show? And I, I think, as someone who has listened to the full canon of Naked Beauty, you probably have good perspective on maybe where some of the gaps are. I try to be. Inclusive. And I know there are so many stories I have not told yet. So I would love to hear from you, like what you think I could do more of.
9: I think you've covered a lot, like you said, if I've listened to the full canon of of the podcast. But I really love listening to people's personal stories about beauty, not even just like necessarily talking about their routines, which I really like actually. But I just love hearing when people say, yes, and this was what I went through with my hair. And I can't remember who it was exactly, but just listening to people's natural hair journeys and what kind of triggered them to kind of get into beauty or just their earlier beauty memories, um, whether it was their mum or whoever, just really listening to those kind of individual stories. Yeah. Because I think beauty, it's not this kind of cookie cut thing. It's very subjective. And I do really love just speaking to everyone, sorry, hearing everyone speak about what they've been through and their own individual journeys. I really, really like that. I think that's what really kind of drew me to the to the podcast.
0: I agree. I always love hearing what people's approach to beauty was in high school, because I feel like that's just such an experimental time yeah. and yeah. they're you're just figuring it out. So I always love hearing when people answer that question. Yeah. And you have worked in the beauty industry. You've seen it all. What are the products you're loving right now?
9: A product that I'm really loving at the moment is the Neostrata Lotion Plus Body Lotion. I mean, okay. body. So I'm really into kind of body care. I like actives and stuff like that. So this, I think has about 15%. Glycolic acid. And if you've kind of got like rough, bumpy skin, it's amazing. It just kind of s- smooths that out. I'm really into kind of body balms as well. So I've been using this C B D body balm from a brand called On. And mm. the way it's spelt is very different to the way it's pronounced. So it's O-H-N-E, but it's got like um it's quite potent t- C B D. So if you've got kind of period pains or I go to the gym quite often, so if I'm kind of achy from going to the gym, I kind of massage that in. That's really good. I'm really liking the kind of the Huda Beauty um, loose powder, the setting powder in Baklava. Yes. Oh That's my gosh.
0: Really you know, someone from Huda PR reached out to me about having her on the podcast and I just, I did not follow up appropriately, but I think she's a very interesting person in the beauty space because she's been kind of recently talking about filters and how filters yeah. are damaging people's self-esteem. But then my memory of her when I when I was first introduced to her was someone who was kind of, not like overly filtered, but she, she presented herself in a way that was kind of more like Kardashian-esque. So she seems to have had like an interesting evolution and pendulum swing. So I should, I should follow up on that.
9: Definitely. Cause I followed her blog from like 2010. Like I loved her way before she came out with the beauty brand. And I was like an avid um, reader of her blog. And I used to watch her podcast, sorry, not podcast. I used to watch her YouTube videos and she was amazing. And I think what I really liked about her is that I think she was really kind of into natural remedies back then as well. And she was really interesting. And then it was interesting just kind of seeing her evolve. And I definitely know what you mean. Like when it comes to kind of how the world has perceived her to begin with, it's quite interesting versus now. And I think maybe it's because, you know, she kind of, I think maybe realized what she might be perpetuating.
2: Totally. And just, yeah.
9: And, and I think just seeing her, growth from all those years is, is insane to see if now she has like this multi-million
0: pound kind of company. It's I know. I know. So great for her. It's the end of the year. <laughs> I feel like it's a busy time of year. What is making you feel beautiful these days?
9: So at the moment, I'm transitioning away from marketing to becoming an esthetician. I'm leaving it all, all together. And I just, this is something I've always wanted to do for years. And I go to beauty school and so what I really love is what's making me feel beautiful. is just kind of working with all and studying with these amazing women from all kinds of walks of life and we kind of model with each other and I kind of volunteer my face, if you will, for them to give me treatments and, yes. and vice versa. And it's really cool just kind of seeing how they see my skin and how they see my face and and, and so on. So yeah, that's definitely what's kind of keeping me, making me feel beautiful at the moment yeah it's it's definitely a massive jump from marketing to being an esthetician so so yeah I think it's pretty cool actually what what that kind of
0: that's great is there anything you learned in esthetician school that surprised you
9: I've been learning about the skin a lot so we've been learning all about the kind of the deeper layers of the skin all of the different layers of the skin and something I kind of knew, but didn't really know so much either was that when it comes to acne or just kind of any kind of skin condition, you'd naturally think, okay, I'm going to blast it with benzoyl peroxide or retinols or really harsh products. But actually what you're doing is you're kind of destroying the acid mantle, your skin barrier when actually you need to be really gentle on it. So when you've destroyed the skin barrier, naturally your skin's going to freak out. And then you're thinking my skin's freaking out. I need to put more salicylic acid or benzoyl peroxide when actually what you need to do is just pare your routine down a little bit, repair the skin barrier and then most likely than not, it will kind of come back to normal.
0: Back to basics. I love yeah, it. I love
9: it. A super pared down routine. So yeah, that's definitely been something I've learned and has shocked me a lot
0: to be fair. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for listening for all of this time. I so appreciate the support and I feel lucky to count you as a listener and thank no you.
10: Thank you, thank you. All right, so uh, my name is Brandon. I, like I mentioned, I'm a Brooklyn native. Interesting to think about how I found the show. I think I told you. I feel like the first episode I watched was like the July 2019 show with Rachel, and she's a pretty interesting person. So yeah, she doesn't do a lot of interviews. So when I saw that she we had an interview with her, I was like, oh, that should be interesting to listen to. Yeah, like I think I fell with your podcast from then. Like the interview was interesting and. Like I mentioned, your take on what like, beauty and skincare looks like is different than what's like typically. <laughs> and like skincare, I don't, I don't dabble in beauty, but skincare is more so my choice. Um, You've got great skin. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. I'm going to put that on my resume. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you yeah, use? What know. What are your go-to products? So right now, I think it's occur like the sea kelp facial scrub. And then I like My go to face wash is the Trader Joe's like tea tree face wash. I think my trying true. And then I like um good molecules. I've been trying their stuff. Their stuff is pretty interesting. But other than that, I was actually just kind of raving too about um Garnier has really good sunscreen that really doesn't make me look like Casper the Ghost. So that's always important for me. It's like a hybrid serum and sunscreen that's really good. I got to try a sample of it because my I have a younger cousin who was like part of an intensive package and she just gave it to me. It's changed my life.
0: Nice.
10: Yeah. Like you also have like a really nice podcast voice. So it's like, Thank you. It's like a nice, even here while I'm at work doing something that like doesn't take too much focus. And I really like, I really appreciate how you will do like your recent uh, episode on anxiety. That one was really good.
0: Cool. Oh, um, thank you.
10: So, um, so yeah, it's, like it, the guests you have on offer great insight and you ask really good questions. So, Thank so yeah, you. So definitely at work. Like, I said. like now instead of this, I'm probably listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And is there anything that you feel like is an interesting beauty conversation that I should think about for next year? I think I guess more so. Cause I don't know. Have you ever had a guy, a male guest on your show? I, I have never had a male guest on my show and. <sighs> Major gap major gas, Brandon. major <laughs> yeah. gap. you know what for the longest i have been thinking about like how to do it the right way and do this kind of like overview of how men feel about beauty but then i feel like maybe i just like do it and don't overthink it sometimes that's like my worst the, the thing that that holds a lot of us back especially those of us that are like you know yeah. ambitious and hard working you, you get so caught up in doing it the right way um but yeah i should i should have some some men on the show
10: yeah i mean um one, to your point about, yeah, ambition. I'm definitely, can get myself in that rut to where, you know, I'd like to say I'm a perfectionist, but that's a fallacy because there's no perfection. But right. um, yeah, definitely projects, I feel like, start much later for me because I want to get it done right. Um, yes. And two, I guess in terms of topics, I mean, I think it'd be interesting to hear, yeah, kind of hear like what, delay, how the layman like, approaches skincare mm-hmm. because I feel like it, between like the millennial and Gen Z generation, a lot of guys are thinking more intentionally about their skincare. About, you know, It's like self-care in general and of themselves. So I want to know like across the board what that looks like.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting also for men, all of these gendered products, right? Where it feels yeah. like there's like, a guy's version of a moisturizer, <laughs> like it's like we all have the same skin. Yeah. Do you find that you are, you know, pushed more to buy certain products because they're like marketed to men versus products that feel more, I don't know, um, typically fem- feminine? Putting feminine in quotes.
10: No, and I think part of that too is because, like, I'm, uh, I am identify as queer. I don't really care about like the gender project products, and especially knowing that like the pink tax is real, or even, or even, I guess. Just like the blue tax because certain products that be geared towards men would be more expensive than if I were to buy literally like the original, right. the original like female marketing product. But yeah, no, it's not really a problem for me. I think it is interesting though, like on the other side, products that are marketed towards, towards this might be a hot take but for example, I, um, at one point I had a friend of mine who was working at a Glossier I tried the milk jelly cleanser and I was like, this feels like Cetaphil. Oh my <laughs> This feels like the Cetaphil cleanser. Oh my it's so special. But I mean, I liked it though. I, I feel like it-, it We love a Glossier like, hot take. Yeah. I feel like it did have a little extra oomph. but I was like, are they really just packaging Cetaphil in this beautiful past uh, pastel bottle? Hilarious. Um, yeah.
0: Final question. When do you feel most beautiful?
10: I would think that happens when uh, one- on like a breezy Saturday, when I've like been able to take the time to do like my full skincare routine, and I go on and I'm around my friends. I'm just thinking about like a summer day where I'm around my friends, and they're saying like, "Oh my god, you look so good today!" And I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah, I took care of myself. Like this was a day of rest." So I think, feel the rest of taking care of myself is when I feel
0: Yes, especially yeah. for us New Yorkers, right? Getting the chance to rest in this crazy city where everything is so busy and chaotic yeah. is such a luxury.
10: Yeah, it's the highest luxury.
0: Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed my little mini interviews with guests. Now we're going to get into the voice notes that my kind, kind, amazing listeners sent in. Because as I mentioned before, the booster shot had me down and out. So I was like, can you just send a voice note instead of the interview? Because I would still love to include your perspective. And they sent in these incredible notes. You'll hear from all three of them. Let's get into it and we'll close out the show.
11: Hi, my name is Maya from New Orleans, and I've been listening to Naked Beauty since about the fall of 2019. I was in a really weird space in my life. I had been laid off for the first time. I had to actually help close down this job. I started grad school, and I was just in like a really weird transitional phase, it felt like. And I've always loved beauty, and I've always loved listening to people talk passionately about what they're interested in. And so I was really happy when I came across this podcast and Brooke and this community because it brings together people from all different walks of life, all different perspectives. And, you know, there's never a dull moment and it just kind of feels like a conversation between friends, which I know is so cliche, but it is. It feels like, you know, it's, you know, just girlfriends talking sometimes. So I've been listening every Monday. It's always been a good way to start my week, kind of get through my work day. I went back and binged all the gold episodes. And so it's been really great to see the growth from then to now. It's so hard for me to pick a favorite episode because, I've, obviously, there are repeat guests like Darian and Jada, and you know I always love when Brooke's mom comes through with some wisdom. But if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Reza Flowers episode. I had always followed her on Instagram, loved her art. I love the way that she creates all these different shapes and looks and hearing her background and hearing how she got to where she was in her life and how she kind of never gave up on herself is one that I come back to a lot because especially I'm not really creative myself, but I always appreciate that around me. So hearing anyone's process is always like a fun deep dive for me. And of course, Brooke's favorite question, uh, when do you feel most beautiful? I've tried to kind of work that into my everyday life and musings to kind of gauge where I'm at. And I found that more often than not, I feel most beautiful when I first wake up and when I go to bed. I don't know if it's because of rest, relaxation, recharging, but that's when I kind of find that kind of quiet space in myself. And I'm like, yeah, 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 this is me, (laughs) you know? So... Thank you so much to everyone at the Naked Beauty team. Thanks to Brooke and you fostered a community of so many like kind and great people. I found so many like products and brands through this podcast and I've learned so much. So congratulations on five years and I'm hoping and wishing. And of course, you'll have five more years. So thanks so much again.
12: Hello, my name is Maria Katsonas. I'm a really big fan of the podcast, Naked Beauty. I found the show, I think, just by searching beauty in the podcast app and it popped up and I subscribed and I've been listening ever since. I've been listening for over two years. I listen on my way to work when I'm walking my dog or just, you know, hanging around the house. I always listen to all the newest episodes and even will sometimes go back to some of the older episodes just to refresh my memory. I really love the show notes because the show notes will have links to the products mentioned. And I really love different products and trying new things, as I know Brooke does as well. So some of my favorite episodes are the holistic skincare one where they had the facialist talking about guasha. Right after that episode, I went out and I bought a guasha, and that is something that I use and it's really great. And to me, it makes a lot of sense that it works to drain the lymphatic system. I also love the Stop Asian Hate episode. I got emotional listening to that. It was really eye-opening and that was another top episode. My favorite episode is the one with the author, Jess DeFino. I hope I'm saying that the right way, where she talks all about like the clean beauty. And after that episode, that really caused me to first and foremost, listen to the book mentioned, the clean book. I read that book. And from there, I totally revamped my skincare. I use Manuka Honey. I use much more natural products, way less acids. When I feel most beautiful, this is another question that I think about often every time I listen to the show, and I'm going to have to agree with Brooke's grandma. I loved that episode too, where she said, I feel most beautiful when I'm dressed up and she's right when i put that effort in to look great then it causes me to feel great so i'm going to go with brook's grandma's answer that i feel most beautiful when i'm dressed up doesn't have to be over the top dressed up but just a little bit feeling confident and that's when i feel the most beautiful
13: My name is Aisha Brown and I'm from Chicago, but currently call Seattle home. I'm a content creator obsessed with all things nail art, hair and beauty. And I honestly don't even remember a life before the Naked Beauty podcast. It feels like it's always been there. I've been listening for years and I really appreciate the enriching, thoughtful conversations that center the perspectives of black women and amplifies beauty through the lens of melanin rich skin. Brooke has created more than a podcast. She's built and continues to nurture an authentic community of beauty lovers. I don't just feel like a listener. Brooke truly makes listeners feel like her friend. My favorite thing about Naked Beauty is the range. You get everything from beauty hacks with IG Live makeup tutorials to skincare one-on-one with the world's top dermatologists, learning about the newest brands promoting melanin-rich skin, shout out to Ami Coley. Or clean beauty like Tower 28 prioritizing skin concerns like eczema. She talks about mental health, body image, travel and beauty across the world and so much more. It's hard to pick a favorite episode, but some of my favorites have been with Katie Jane Hughes, the mother daughter episode with Sherry and Hannah Bronfman. Anytime she has Yada, Die on. And then I really like the episode with Savannah Engel. I feel most beautiful after a long, super hot bubble bath where I'm usually eating snacks, drinking three different types of beverages, and watching reality TV, and then finishing off my entire nighttime skincare routine and knowing that I'm about to get some bomb sleep. There's nothing better than being fresh-faced, relaxed, and about to be rested. For me, that is when I feel most beautiful.
0: So that was it. That was the episode. I I can admit it did feel a little strange to me. Not strange. Maybe self-indulgent is the right word to ask about myself and the show to so many people, because I am really and truly so used to being the one that is asking questions about someone else and their life. Um, So different for me to ask people about the show. But again, so inspiring, so motivating. I really love you all. If you were listening to this towards the end of the year, thank you. If you're listening to this in 2024 because you just discovered the show and you're going back to binge old episodes, hello, people in the future. Thank you for choosing Naked Beauty as something that you're listening to. That's what I love about podcasts, that people can discover them and then go back and listen in the archives. I think that is so, so cool. All right. I will be back with a new episode in the new year and stay safe. Enjoy the holidays and so much love to you all.
10: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?